Hello, and welcome to Orot Me Mizrach, the remarkable teachings of Rov Cook, produced and recorded by Rabbi Dov Kidron and presented by World Mizrahi. Whether this will be your first exposure to Rav Cook's Torah or not, this series shines a new light on one of the most venerable Torah giants and spiritual leaders of the religious Zionist movement. So, we invite you to join us as we delve into the vast world of Rabbi Abraham Yitzchak Cook. To introduce the series of Arot Mimizrach, we present Rabbi Daron Perez, respected author, sought-after speaker, and executive chairman of the World Mizrahi Movement. This podcast presentation about the life and teachings of Rabbi Cook is a distinct privilege for us at Mizrahi to present, and in many ways, a rare and unique presentation. Firstly, Rabbi Cook was an extraordinarily unique person. Nobody did more than Rabbi Cook to reconcile the modern emanation of Jewish nationalism, Zionism, with its rabbinic, spiritual, and biblical roots. The father of religious Zionism, where the future aspirations of the Jewish people are deeply connected to their past. Secondly, the person presenting this, Rabbi Dov Kidron, is a great-grandson of Rabbi Dov Cook, after whom he is named, the younger brother of Rabbi Cook, and therefore this ta- the talented presenter, the Talmud Chacham, and educator, Rabbi Dov, is part of the Rabbi Cook family, and therefore is present, presented not in a detached way, but run of intimate knowledge with the personality and teachings that are being presented. And thirdly, it is in English. Unfortunately, not enough systematic presentations of Rabbi Cook's life and teachings are available, and therefore this 12-part series contributes, contributes significantly to this endeavor. On a personal level, I have to say, no one has impacted my life more than the teachings of Rabbi Cook. Although he died many years before I was born, his teachings, his Weltanschauung and vision of Jewish life and destiny have deeply impacted my life. He was an Ishish Kolot, an ability to bring so many dichotomies together, whether it be, as we said, the religious and the Zionist, the modern and the ancient, the revealed and hidden parts of Torah, the individual and the collective, the national and the universal, the pious, scrupulous uh, Rabbi dressed in uh, traditional rabbinic garb, who had an incredible love for all Jews and all uh, of all kinds and, uh, and and ideologies, and hence his teachings today are as relevant, if not more relevant, than when they were written all those years ago. Join us in this odyssey into the life and teachings of Rabbi Cook, which sheds light on so many of the issues facing the Jewish people today. Shalom. For many people, Rav Kook is a mysterious figure. Many people have heard of him. Many know that he was an important rabbi and that he greatly influenced the course of history in recent times. However, they're not acquainted with his personal history. From what sources he drew his ideas, the topics he dealt with, and above all, what were his opinions? In this series of podcasts, I will relate to these topics. My name is Dov Kidron. I'm privileged to be part of his family as a great-grandson of his brother, Rav Dov Kuksatzal, and to learn in the yeshiva that he established, Yeshivat Merkaz Arav in Jerusalem. Understandably, I don't come from the position of an objective researcher, but rather as a student who holds his teacher in great esteem. But every listener can judge on the basis of the presenter's logical analysis of objective facts, since I learn from him not to accept everything with closed eyes, but to strive to understand things in depth, to be original, and to bring a new perspective 
to every topic. The topics I will discuss are both general and private issues, such as his attitude towards racism, vegetarianism, the nations of the world, the land of Israel, the state of Israel, Jews who do not observe the mitzvot, halachic rulings, etc. These will incorporate interesting stories from reliable sources. In this first episode, I would like, as an introduction to Rav Kook's doctrines and ideas, to talk a little about the unique nature of his greatness and what is unique about him in comparison to other Torah giants. When students attempt to describe the greatness of their teacher, or disciples try to comprehend the greatness of their master, oft-times there's greatness that can both be felt and understood by all, and in fact, I heard from different people that when stories are told about great people, it's better to talk about the human common aspect of that great person in order to motivate the listener to try to elevate through striving to become similar to that great person. However, I have the impression that Rav Kook's greatness was on a different level, of different proportions and standards, and on a completely distinctive dimension from the world in which most of us live. A few people who were close to Rav Kook testified that unlike other great people who naturally experience some moments of smallness, Rav Kook was constantly great without ever losing his greatness even momentarily. I will now attempt to briefly discuss, describe the unique nature of Rav Kook's greatness according to my understanding and the descriptions of great people. Understandably, every person has his own personal point of view when concerning almost any topic, since instinctively one perceives things subjectively and thinks to himself, whether consciously or not, how does this affect me? How does this connect to me? And from this position, one derives his or her personal point of view. Most people first think of themselves and their close family, and from this viewpoint, they decide how to approach diverse concerns. There are those who display a wider perspective, such as leaders who consider those they lead, whether a community leader who thinks of the people in his community, a city or a national leader who is sensitive to the concerns of his community. Rav Kook always strove to understand matters from the widest point of view, not just his personal viewpoint or that of his family, community, or even nation, but rather from the point of view of the cosmos, everything that exists, and not only what exists at this time, but whatever existed since the creation of the world until the days that the visions of the prophets will be realized and the world will be perfected. I think that his broad perspective is one of the foundations of his greatness, and I intend to dedicate a separate episode to this topic. Rav Kook immigrated to the land of Israel from Russia in 1904, at the age of 39, to take the position of Rabbi of Yafo and the agricultural villages. From the writings of Rabbi Dov Nathan Brinker, a contemporary Jerusalem author, we can begin to understand what great vision and courage he exhibited. He describes a common phenomenon of that period, of many elderly rabbis who made Aliyah came to Eretz Israel to live their last years in the land of Israel. And all of them traveled and settled in Jerusalem because of the spiritual atmosphere of purity, holiness, and Torah study. 
resulting in the concentration of the greatest Torah scholars in Israel. It was most unusual to see a young rabbi who could easily be appointed to a prestigious rabbinical position in any large European city to become leader of tens of thousands of Jews, giving up the opportunity for a promising influential position in order to become the leader of only four to 5,000 people from the new settlements who were not close to him in their Torah perspective. <clears throat> not only did he take that position, which appeared not to befit his greatness, rather, he saw this as a special privilege to be a servant of the holy nation in the holy land. As soon as he arrived, he took his place among the great rabbis and sages who were in the land of Israel, and particularly in Jerusalem at that time. He did not follow them or deprecate himself before them, but rather saw his vision of the young new settlements based in Yaffa and the agricultural villages as the foundation for the revival of the Jewish nation returning to its land. In other words, from his perspective, he was in the central place where the heart of the Jewish nation beats, even though many other Torah scholars thought him to be in a place which did not befit his honor and greatness. One of the many books written about Rav Kook is called The Man Against the Stream. And indeed, his departure from Europe to Jaffa was a move against the contemporary flow. This move was a result of his clear understanding that the Jewish people was finally returning to its land and of his vision of the potential of the new settlements to grow, develop, and become the new center of Jewish life, which indeed has become the reality. What caused him to pretend this reality so differently and to understand it so profoundly? I believe that the basis of his unique character was the endless curiosity he had to learn and understand everything he could possibly study. His broad perspective and his endless curiosity which he developed all his life, were imprinted in him from birth. When he was still a small child and his parents sent him for the first time to learn in the Cheder, he saw that the children learned from small books, but in his father's home he saw large tomes of Talmud, and from these he desired to study. He refused to learn from small book. He went home and carried a large volume of Talmud, which was half the size of a three-year-old, and declared to his teacher, I want to learn from this. Only after his teacher explained to him that in order to learn from a large book, he must first learn from the small book, did he agree and began his studies. The great curiosity he demonstrated throughout his life motivated him to delve into a wide range of Torah subjects and other subjects of general wisdom far beyond what is considered normative and far beyond other scholars' abilities, even the greatest among them. He focused in on every subject he learned systematically and in depth until he demonstrated expertise in each of them. He penned scores of books of eminent value in different varied topics, each of which, in its own right, would merit the author the title, Giant of the Generation. The base of his amazing knowledge began by focusing in on the revealed portion of the Torah, Tanakh, Mishnah, Talmud, and the Poskim. Even just these cover a range of subjects that not all great Torah scholars have expert knowledge of. Rav Shlomo Yosef Zevin Zatzal, in his book, Ishim Veshitot, wrote about Rav Kook. All areas of Torah were at his command. When someone came to ask a question in Torah, he did not need to search or study. On the spur of the moment, 
He would present all the issues and the Rishonim relevant to the matter and string together references from the Talmud to Rambam and from Rambam to other halachic discussions. And during his, this process, he would explain and enlighten, comment and analyze as if he had just learned the subject. And if the questioner was a Torah scholar who prepared the subject prior to his approaching the Rav and suddenly saw that with absolutely no preparation the Rav would begin a lecture filled with countless original innovative explanations on this very subject, this scholar would be filled with infinite wonderment. Rav Zevin further described Rav Kook's absolute mastership of Torah, says it's common for a Torah giant to teach new ideas and interpretations from his, the place his own heart desires. However, our Rav was like an overflowing fountain for brilliant, wonderful innovations from the place his fellow Jew desired in the entire Torah, in every place, immediately and without any hesitation. It is vital to understand that Torah study encompasses the gamut of the human enterprise, but always most scholars specialized in only one field. The Mishnah already stated that there were two primary fields, Halacha, and Agada, each of which includes many subcategories. Even at the times of the Mishnah among the greatest Tanaim, there were sages who specialized in one field or only in some subcategories, but not in others. At the time of the Talmud, there were study halls where Halacha was analyzed and other study halls where Agada was interpreted. Very few rabbis specialized in both areas, but Rav Kuksetzal specialized in all of them and delved even deeper to master the hidden part of the Torah known as Kabbalah. Rav Kook extensively delved into the writings of Maharal, Ha'ari, the Ramchal, the Vilna Gaon, and other works of Kabbalah. His knowledge of Hasidut was broad and deep. He studied all the leading texts of Hasidut, including the methods of Chabad, Kedushat Levi, Meya Shiloach, Rabbi Tzadok HaKoyen from Lublin, Rabbi Nachman of Breslav. The famed tzaddik Rav Arya Levin Zatzal, an in-law of the great Kabbalist Rav Shlomo Yashiv, who was the grandfather of the famous Rav Yashiv, said that the Kabbalist, who knew Rav Kook because for a long time they learned together the hidden part of the Torah, explained to him that just as there are different methods in Halacha, there are different methods in Kabbalah. Each of the great Kabbalists had a different way for understanding these subjects, and Rav Kook knew all the methods in depth. Not only did he master the area of Kabbalah, he combined his vast knowledge of philosophy with it. One of his Kabbalah books, which deals with the secrets of the Hebrew alphabet, is called Reish Milin. Once, a Kabbalah scholar wrote a 300 pages interpretation on that book and brought it to Rav Kook. The Rav praised him for his work, but after he left, he commented that the interpretation only referred to the Kabbalistic aspect of the book, but had nothing to do with its philosophical aspect. Throughout his life, he never desisted from learning Torah and at the highest level. His appreciation and dedication of learning Torah was so immense that he wasted not a precious moment. When Rav Kook fell terminally ill, he was informed that the Chazon Ish, who lived in Bnei Brak, desires to visit him. He replied, if he is traveling to Jerusalem for another purpose, I'll be glad to see him. But if he's coming only to visit me, I do not want him to stop his learning just for this, since he is one of the greatest Torah learners of this generation. This amazing ability to take full advantage of his time and to focus on Torah study every moment despite any external circumstances 
is beautifully expressed in the following story, told by Dr. Pinchas Yehuda Cohen, the political advisor of Professor Chaim Weizmann during World War I, when Rav Kook stayed in London and was deeply involved in obtaining the Balfour Declaration of the British to support for the establishment of a national home for the Jews in the land of Israel. So he says, in the middle of World War I, in those dark and depressing days, in the midst of our difficult political work, I suffered from emotional distress. I thought I would visit the Rav and tell him about my feelings, and since he knows so well all problems and lives them deep in his heart, he would certainly be able to encourage and strengthen me and make me feel better. There was no need for an entry ticket to go to the Rav's home or even to announce in advance. His home was open to anyone in need and the Rav did everything in his power to help each one of them. And between visitors, he learned and wrote as he always did. When I entered the hall, no one else was present. Only the Rav sat alone at the head of the table, completely engrossed in his learning. I gazed at his face, which was quiet and serene. What a great serenity surrounded him, a serenity so distant from the world of storms and upheavals. I stayed riveted to my place, standing far away and continuing to look at him. And so just from seeing that look on his face, all that disturbed me faded away. My heart was at ease and my soul rested and I had no need to speak. I walked slowly backwards and went out. The Rav's serenity and light on his face gave me everything I could need. Rav Neriazetzal quoted this story, noted that he who told this story experienced the words of Rabbi Nachman of Breslav. When one sees a true righteous, this observation overcomes sadness and its results. Further to his profound understanding of Torah as partially witnessed by his many published books, and based upon his own personal experience and vast general knowledge, he delved into researching the powers of the soul. He broke new grounds in the study of human psychology, both personal and public, according to the Torah. He wrote down his insights that were subsequently edited by his student, Rav David Cohen, known as Rav Nazir. These appeared in a three-volume set of books, Orota Kodesh. His general method was to strive to attain to the uppermost level of contemplation. He therefore also delved deeply into the study of Jewish and general philosophy. He researched the ramifications of war, the process of the redemption of the Jewish nation, and the uniqueness of the land of Israel. He also created a divine philosophical paradigm which encompasses all the eternal problems that exist in the world about God, man, and the world, and wrote his insights, some of which were published later in the book Orot. It cannot that be overemphasized. The foundation of his greatness was his sublime faith in the Creator, a total faith admitting no doubts. That was the source of his positive energies and his eternal optimism. Rav Kook witnessed of himself that his singular quality was his pure faith in the Creator. Once, when some slanders maligned him by insisting that there's a flaw in his faith, Rav Kook responded, when people slander someone and spread false rumors, they attack his strongest point. When Korach accused Moses that he wants to arrogantly rule over his fellow Jews, this was the opposite of reality. In fact, the Torah wrote that Moses was the humblest man on earth. And the same is true when they slander me as flawed in my faith, since faith is actually my strongest point. From his burning faith 
and richness of his knowledge and from his clear understanding that the Creator is good, does good, and desires good for the world, Rav Kook's heart was full of love for almost everything and his point of view was one of infinite optimism. After understanding more of the greatness of his personality and some of the underlying tenets of his method of analysis, we will hopefully in the coming podcasts be able to discuss how Rav Kook examined ideas, finding in them goodness and the way in which we can advance the world to a higher spiritual and ethical level. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Orot Mimizrach, The Remarkable Teachings of Rav Kook. New episodes are released every Sunday. You can subscribe and listen to Orot Mimizrach on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow World Mizrahi on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at World Mizrahi. Thank you and have a great day.